welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business sustainability. And our guest this week, well, if your house is where your home is, your home is where your business begins. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we're celebrating small businesses for big breakthroughs. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Our guest this week is Mike Saban, a realtor with Watson Realty. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Michael, thank you. Gosh, I'm a longtime fan of the show, so it's pretty cool to be here today. Plus, I got a brand new Small Business Celebration <laughs> pin. <laughs> Yes. The fringe benefits of being on the show. You get your own merch. <laughs> <laughs> and for visionaries who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? Well, thank you, Michael, for the last 31 years. As a realtor, I've helped people find their dream home. Now, one of the things that makes Mike special, in addition to being a friend, is that he has the privilege of selling a lot of very unusual properties here in Kern County. In fact, where are we currently right now? Michael, thank you. Today we're inside 6610 Mount Whitney Drive, currently listed for sale at 1.9 million and located here in the beautiful old Stockdale neighborhood. Lovely home, beautiful grounds, sensational swimming pool. Spoken like a true realtor. <laughs> but, but what also makes this special is, well, first of all, this house was built in when? 1935. And how many owners has it gone through? Four. The fourth owners are the current owners, a local farming family. Now, this is what makes this whole thing special, is that it's a longtime family that's been in Bakersfield multiple generations, and they went through and they trusted you to sell this estate. Why you? Michael, thank you. Well, the key word is the word you just said, trust. And I developed trust with the family through several prior real estate transactions. Mm. So with that trust in place, here I am today. But this isn't the only property of legacy here in Bakersfield that you're currently selling. You've got another one near downtown that is quite historical, remarkable, and is definitely a gem. Michael, thank you. Yes, that's a very fun uh, home to promote. It's located on Monterey Street in Old Town Kern. It sits on a half acre and the home was built in 1895. 1895? Yes. That's, I, let's see, if I take off my shoes, that makes it, a, what, 130 years old? That's it. Something like, holy cow, yes. it's been around for a minute. Is it in the same location when it was first built? Same location as really? when it was first built, which makes it the oldest home in its same location. Now, is, does this one fall into the historical landmark category, or do the no, new owners have the ability to make changes to it? It's currently not mm. designated as a historic home. Right. It could be if, a, if the new owner chose to. When you were growing up and you were going to university, did you ever intend on getting into real estate? I know I kind of tripped into it. <laughs> okay, all right. What happened? Oh, well... My dad always told me, 
hey, when you grow up, you should be an accountant. Accountants are well paid. They'll always be employed. Tell me a business owner that doesn't need one. <laughs> we all need one. Right. The challenge is being one because it requires a lot of study, a lot of coursework. Right. And the letters I was getting on my on my tests were not A's, right? Nor were they B's. Oh, no. Very rarely C's, uh -oh. and so yeah. <laughs> I I'll see where this is going for your imagination. But what happened? What changed that? Well, I was sitting in a class at USC, mm -hmm. and I was sitting next to two varsity football players. Mm -hmm. They were talking at that time about real estate. Why are they talking about real estate? They were planning to invest in real estate because these two guys were soon to be very wealthy. Guess why? Uh, they, they were learning how to sign an NFL contract. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. So they were so smart saying, we got to do something with this mm. money. So they talked about apartment complexes, rental income, mm. depreciation which leads to more purchases. Right. And I heard that and I took it to heart. And I knew at that time, I can't be an accountant. I need to look into real estate. But what was the tipping point? Because it's one thing to say, you know what? Real estate sounds very interesting. I think I'll do that. But what was the push? What was the final nudge that said, I'm gonna do that? After I graduated from uh, USC and had the coursework in place to really go for it in real estate, mm -hmm. I got a job as an accountant. Oh no! Yeah. Well, you were getting C's, D's, and less. Uh, wow. Right. So I worked in it in a year, learned a lot of stuff for a first job out of college, mm. but knew it wasn't for me. Right. So I sought out a friend mm -hmm. who worked in real estate. He was doing pretty well for himself. We had coffee. We talked about planning your business, mm. meeting new clients, uh, structuring your time, managing your time. Right. I took the real estate exam. You passed it the first time, right? The second time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Not a test taker. And check. <laughs> right. No, not at all. Got through it and now. 31 years and 1,900 closed escrows later, it is a profession that I love, I enjoy, and I am proud to be a part of. When we come back in the next segment, we're gonna be talking with Mike about something that is a rather touchy subject with independent contractors, because there are some who look at independent contractors thinking, oh, well, that's just a business owner's cheap way of getting a cheap employee. And yeah, not really. And Mike's gonna talk more about that in the next segment. But before we do that, if visionaries wanna get in touch with you, how do they do that? Michael, thank you. I can be reached anytime by text or a call at 661. 203-8406 or on all social media platforms as Mike Saba. And you spell Saba? S-A-B-A. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And we're going to talk more about what an independent contractor in California is really like when we come right back. The winter season is rapidly approaching. But are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? 
Bakersfield's best tire store, Clarou Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clarou Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClarouTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 today. I'm here with Mike Sabe, a realtor at Watson Realty, and our visitor question comes from Shelly who asks, mm -hmm. I'm an independent contractor and I'm getting very tired of trying to explain to non-business owners that I'm not just an employee that a business owner has pawned off the expense of having an employee. What have you said that works? Yes, gosh, Shelly asks a really good question. A little really, touchy to, to some people, I would say. A little bit touchy to yeah, people, for yeah. sure. And probably, Michael, that touchiness within that question is really lack of knowledge by both business owners in what they owe to employees. Okay. And then employees who are 1099, what they need to know with that employment status. Okay. Usually it's time and what you're doing with your time. Mm. If you work for someone in a traditional format, your time is more tightly managed. You work from eight to five, eight one to hour five. lunch, Monday through Friday, clock in, clock out. That's exactly it. Right. Well, I would say in the big picture for that very question is for business owners to treat us independent contractors as you would any other independent contractor, like a plumber, mm. a contractor, okay. that sort of thing. Our time is our time to use to produce for you what you desire. Uh. In my world, it's an accepted contract for either buy, sell, or lease. Right. For a plumber, it's pipes that work. So you would hire the plumber to come in to fix a leak and you just pay them for the job done and away they go. Same thing for you. Yes. I am paid to find someone that'll write up a contract and commit to either buy or sell something. So you went to SC, failed horribly as an accountant, decided to go in the real world, and you failed horribly as an accountant. <laughs> yeah, I think you would learn. And then you started selling real estate. Tell me about the first property you sold. Oh gosh, I went right into commission sales, okay. excited, fired up, ready to make it big right. in real estate. And in the first six months of work, I aggressively sold no homes. <laughs> <laughs> first six months you sold nothing, that's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> yes, I was well on track at that point. Right. But then I sold my first home and I can still remember it. Uh -huh. It was on Morocco. Okay. Not in Morocco. I was going to say, well, that's a great place to sell property. Yes, when international. <laughs> was that Morocco here in Bakersfield? A Morocco court okay. right off Auburn in 93306. Okay. Beautiful two-story home. Right. Lovely design where you walk into the entry and you see the stair, stairway up above you overhead and go right. into the bedrooms. There was a willing seller and a willing buyer, and the deal was put together, 
And then over the period of the next 45 days, I made every contractual mistake that could ever be made. <laughs> Yet the escrow did close. Right. And I learned a lot from it. Sure. And was grateful for that commission check. Tell me about the lawsuit. This happened back in the summer of 1998. Mm. I was a listing agent on a home located at 1100 Ira Street in Wasco. Mm. The owner of the home was Great Western Bank. They had repossessed the home. They had called me and said, Mike, we now need you to list and sell the home. Right. It was on the market. It was empty. And in the backyard, Michael, was a swimming pool that had about two feet of green, gooey water in it. A young family lived next door. Their kids were outside playing. And one day, the kids burst through the fence, started playing around the pool, and an eight-year-old girl slipped and fell and landed face first into the pool and was knocked unconscious. Oh, no. By the grace of God, she lived and was revived. And about a week after all that, a local law firm filed a $10 million lawsuit against me, my employer, and Great Western Bank. Why you? Because you had nothing to do with this. Uh, that's the mystery of lawsuits, for sure. Right. So over the next three years, Michael, there were endless phone calls, depositions, emails, text messages, fear, anger, anxiety, until finally the case settled. And the young girl is rightfully taken care of for the rest of her life financially. How did this change him? Michael, shortly after it closed, there was of course, joy that the escrow had closed and that part of, of my real estate career was over. The trick is it wasn't over. Mm. That type of trauma and anxiety that I went through, it stuck with me and I had a real tough time shaking it. I would go through periods of being anxious, angry. Why me? Why did I have to go through all that until a good friend stopped me in the hallway and he said, look, the best way out of this mess is to sell your way out of this mess. So right then, at that moment, I knew I needed to change my attitude. When we come back, we're going to talk about the steps that Mike learned from going through this that he applies to his everyday business life. When we come right back. The reason we're talking with Mike Saban today, one of the realtors at Watson Realty, is because of the visioneer questions that come from visioneers just like you. We have visioneers that reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and they send us questions. They ask, Michael, what can I talk about, or what can I ask about, or how can I make my business better doing fill in the blank? So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know. Who knows, your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. 
I'm here with Mike Sata, a realtor at Watson Realty, and our visionary question comes from Alexander who asks, I'm trying to teach my sales team members how to individually be more organized. What techniques do you use and how do you teach them to others? Someone once told me, Mike, to be better organized, do the worst things first. Mm. Take a look at your day and the tougher parts of your day and your job right. and move those tough things into the very first hours of, of your day, your first working hours. Why is that? Well, what ends up happening is if you take on the tougher things early mm -hmm. and you solve them, you handle them, you file them away, right. you have people happy because they got taken care of, the rest of your day seems to organize itself. Okay. And I then become mindful of two a or a times two first day what is going to be my attitude in working with clients co-workers and people that day is it going to be a pleasing attitude that's what i aim for the second a is approach what is my approach to others how am i going to approach people that want to talk about real estate that Michael, maybe want to have their real estate problem solved. It's a funny kind of industry. Most people like where they live and a lot of people don't. Hmm. So my goal is to kind of help people through the problem of not liking where they live and improving it. When you're not traveling all over Kern County selling two million, three million dollar homes and properties. What do you like to do for fun? Hey, I love that question. You ask that in every episode. It's <laughs> fun I've to hear been from caught. <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, my wife and I have been married now 32 years. Uh -huh. My wife is a 34 year PE teacher. Okay. So we have adopted an active lifestyle, which means walking together, walking our dog, jogging, hiking, riding bikes, anything that gets us outdoors and keeps us active. What have you learned from being active outdoors, especially riding bikes, that you apply to real estate? Real estate is a wonderful industry. Hmm. You're not in the home business, you're in the people business. So that means your goal is to keep people happy, keep people content, guide them through the challenges of a real estate transaction. And that is not easy to right. do at all times. So because it's not easy, it can become stressful. Mm. To me, the best way to work through stress is to be active. Mm. But the act of riding a bicycle, especially one with your wife, there are things that are in the process of doing that, that you do that aren't related to real estate, but in the end you find they are. Do you have an example of that? So when you're away from it all and you're doing something active, mm -hmm. you are in a healthy way detached from the stress or the anxiety that may have got you to that point. Right because you're exercising and you're with, in my case, a person that I love, you 
get time to think. Mm. And when you think, you solve problems. You come up with ideas that maybe could help the client that's in a needy situation. You just become more thoughtful. What business book do you like to gift? It's a real fun business book. Okay. And even talking about it, people are going to say, wow, that's from left field. Okay. And this one is from Les Field. Sure. I read it every year okay. and it's called Me, Inc. Okay. Me Incorporated, written by none other than Gene Simmons. <laughs> of Kiss Guitarist fame. Okay. Kiss. Okay. Yes. That is kind of left field. Why, why <laughs> Me, Inc.? To support Kiss Nation. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> of course. It is a wonderfully written and thoughtfully put together uh, book by a brilliant businessman, right. which is Gene. Gene it, Simmons, right. Gene Simmons, yes. It talks about early jobs, uh, uh, working through poverty a good part of his life, mm -hmm. and very strategically and mindfully planning what Kiss would be as as a rock band and how KISS would go on selling merchandise, selling their name, uh, just creating a whole industry. If you work in the world of business, you've got to read that book, Michael. What makes you wake up every morning and go to work and build a business? Uh, that's a super question. Well, I'm grateful to God, certainly that I am given that day that I wake up to. I'm grateful that I get to wake up in this country and not another country. Take a good look at what you're doing each day. Are you using your time wisely? Are there some things in your day that you should do at the early part of your day to free yourself from the, the challenges that those tasks may bring? And then lastly, Michael, are you keeping an attitude that is productive, healthy, and supportive of others? Mike, this has been a real treat. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. My pleasure. And if visionaries want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? You can talk or text at 661-203-8406 or catch me on all social media as Mike Saba. And how do you spell Saba? S-A-B-A. And I'll be right back with my final thought. The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clarou Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clarou Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClarouTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 today. Moralizing your preferences. Shortly after Tamla and I got married, uh, Sasha, Katya, and I moved in with her two boys from a previous marriage and Bella. It all was well with the universe until one day 
I went to the restroom, the toilet paper ran out, I switched the toilet paper rolls, and all was well for about an hour. And then you would have thought Armageddon would have happened. One of the boys came storming out of the bathroom, yelling and screaming that the toilet roll was put on backwards. How dare whoever did the last pointing an accusing finger at me, do such a horrible thing. Well, his brother joined in and went, oh, absolutely everybody knows that the toilet paper goes on the roll so that the paper comes off the top of the roll towards the recipient. Everybody knows that. Well, Tamla came in and she's looking at what's going on. And the boys went through and pulled up all these articles online showing that the toilet paper roll has to be set up so that the paper comes off the roll towards the recipient. In fact, even the manufacturer of the toilet roll paper company shows that's the way you're supposed to do it. Well, in the midst of all this, Tamla kind of gives me a, a knowing look and she says, you know, the boys are right. To which I nodded and I said, hmm. And I went over and I picked up Sasha. Now for those of you who don't know, Sasha is a Russian blue cat and he's incredibly playful. In fact, any opportunity he gets to play, he does. And I took him into the bathroom with everybody else in tow and I took him right in front of the toilet paper roll and I gave a slight tug to the very top paper on the roll. Well, Sasha's eyes lit up. He jumped up on the roll and he started pawing at the roll and all of a sudden paper started shooting straight into the air. Well, Sasha thought this was even better and he jumped up into the sky and grabbed the paper and pulled it down and started pulling and pulling and pulling and more paper started flying off the roll to which he started rolling around on the ground and just not even a minute later, paper was everywhere, all over the bathroom. To which I turned to the three of them and I said, you know, I think somebody at the toilet paper company must own a cat. And they knew that if they wanted to sell more toilet paper, they tell everybody in the world, this is how you put the toilet paper roll on the roll. Later that evening I was talking to my sister and I was very proud of myself for what I had just demonstrated. Now my sister works with kids with ADHD and autism and on various elements on the spectrum and so she knows how to deal with me very well and she said Michael just because there's more than one way to do a thing doesn't necessarily mean the way that you do it is the best way. After all, you don't have to moralize your preferences. A couple weeks ago, I was talking with a visioneer and she had just hired a brand new salesperson. And the salesperson had plenty of experience before her hiring. And 
this, my, the visioneer and the salesperson went out in the field on a couple sales calls and the visioneer was admitting to me that she was feeling very irritated at the process of the salesperson. And I asked her, well, did the salesperson do anything that was unethical or illegal or offensive? And the visioner said, no, no, that's not it at all. It was just the way the salesperson presented things and did things is not the way she would have done it. And she felt very irritated about this. And I asked the visioner, I said, well, did the salesperson close the sale? And she said, yes. And I said, well, is the customer happy with the results? And she said, yeah, she is. And then the wisdom of my sister came ringing through my head. You should not moralize your preferences. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Mike Saba, one of the realtors at Watson Realty. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And until next week, where we celebrate another small business making a big breakthrough. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.